0: Big that our God is a big God. So, so welcome to church, everybody. So good to have everyone with us this morning. And and uh, my name is Daryl. It's a real privilege to have you, uh, as always. Here we're in for a great, great month, I reckon. Um, the month of March is where Disney for like as Vision Month, and and the whole goal is that. Is that from, from the beginning of this year we've been talking about faith and, and stepping up in faith and what God is doing in our faith. And, and today we want to continue uh, to equip you and, and to help you. And, uh, and, and as a church, as we're moving forward uh, and see, wanting to see this city changed and transformed in the name of Jesus, it's such a great, great time to be alive, isn't it? Isn't it good? Isn't it good? Fantastic. I love the fact that, that here at Elam Christian Centre, we exist to be a centre of hope, to reach, serve and influence our world, our community, our streets, our neighbours for God. And, and we are one church in five locations next week. We are going to be six locations with the new campus planting next week uh, out there in Papakura, which is just an amazing, amazing thing. And, uh, but, but if you don't know, we are that church that will do everything we can to, to help people know God. Because that, that's where it starts with. Uh, maybe you've been trying life and you, you can't work it out, it's not working for you. Can I say the first step is just to, to come and to know God, to, to journey with Him through your life. and, and But here's the thing is that we, we do all have a past, we have history. We have history and and our heart is we want to commit to you to do everything that we can to assist you to find freedom uh, in your journey with the Lord because God has got an incredible plan and a purpose for your life. So if we can help you through our growth track for you to discover purpose, it's like uncovering this incredible gift or present that you open up at Christmas time. That's like the, the purpose and the plans that God has placed within each one. Because He made us, He created you, He, he formed you and He's given you uh, gifts inside of your heart that you can use to make a difference in our world, in our nation and, and in our communities all over the world wherever you are. I am so excited. Does it seem like I'm pretty pumped this morning? Excellent. Just We just, might do a stage dive somewhere through the time probably. It's not good for health and safety but we won't do that. Hey, fantastic, everybody. Come on. I I want you to check out the big screens. We had this happen this week. Uh, Now, if you're not sure what that is, that's our our new building with our signs going up there. Isn't that awesome? So you should go and have a drive-by. Do a drive-by today or during the week, and, and you'll see our signs are coming up. It does say opening soon, so please don't go there next week because you'll be the only one there. Uh, but but our offices, our offices are all up and running. We'd love to see if you want to pop by sometime during the week, come and have a look. But isn't that great? So good to see that happening. So process is still taking place with the council and the, the building permit now. So so that should be through. Any, any time. That's so exciting. Uh, As I said before, just quickly, this is our, this is a big month for us. I I love March because March is, uh, for us, is about, this is our vision month. And and that's not so much about, uh, we we have a big vision and a big dream and a a big God, but, but that's when we bring that right down to us as individuals that are part together, we come to be the family of God. The, the whole goal with this is that we can equip you uh, and show you and encourage you uh, about the vision that God has placed within your life, uh, the gifts and the talents He's placed within you, and, and how we come together in this thing called a church, called a family, uh, to reach out to our community and to make a difference in, in Pukekohe, in Waiuku, in Tuakau, and Patamahoe, and Pocono, and that other little town called Auckland down the road. It's like we're here, God has given you our gifts and dreams to reach out, to be part of, if you're a church person, you know what the Great Commission is called, That that's what we're all about, seeing our communities transformed and turned around. So vision, vision Month this month, and at the end of the month, I've got some pretty exciting stuff to talk to you about next week. We're going to be taking just our annual, our once a year vision offering on the 24th of March, but we've got some pretty cool stuff to share about that coming up. But today, today uh, we're starting our new series called Big. But let me pray just before we do that. Father, right now, Lord, I pray that you would, uh, I thank you that you're here, oh God. Lord, I thank you that your word says when we draw near to you, when we take a step closer to you, that, that you take a step closer to us. When we draw near to you, you'll draw near to us. And, and Father, I pray this morning for this family gathered here in this place. Lord, would you just pour out a fresh touch of your spirit this morning, oh God. Lord, would you speak real clear, to us as, as a church and as individuals, Lord, and Lord, will you just really reveal your heart to us once again, pouring out your love and your grace and your mercy. Lord, for everything that we need to hear today, I pray that you give us ears to hear what you're saying in Jesus, Mighty name. Come on, everyone said. Amen. Amen. So we're starting our series called "Big Today." Now now if as a, as a kid, you may be aware of this song. Because you've probably sung it. So feel free to join in with me uh, as we start this song. And it goes like this. My God is so big. There's a couple. Mighty. There's even actions. God cannot. Do. That's right. My God is so big. He's so strong and so mighty. There's nothing that my God cannot do. Do you know? Here's, it could be a little light bulb moment for people here today. Did you know? No, I'm not going to say that. Did you know? that your God is very big? Do we know that in here that he's very big? Do we know that in here that he's very big? Because when the two kind of connect, we start to understand that actually how big is our God, that that we think our world is big, but God is bigger than our world because he created even more planets. He created a whole universe. And he is bigger. He's pretty big to be able to sort that kind of stuff out. Our God is a big God. Uh, and we're going to talk all these for these next few weeks about, about understanding how big he is uh, and how that he calls us his children. Uh, so those seeds of bigness, if you want, are inside of us as well. But I want to kind of have a conversation this morning around, around the simple fact of prayer. How do we pray big prayers? What does a big prayer look like? Is it about size? Is it about quantity or is it about other things? So this morning our our whole theme is that conversation is around prayer because there is power in prayer. and, And maybe if you haven't heard about us as a church here that that at Elam, we expect breakthrough. We are, we are pretty fierce, pretty strong with our prayer because, and our praying because we believe when we pray every time, not that we're just going to tick a box or, or pray a nice prayer, but we're going to pray believing and expecting, anticipating God to do something because breakthrough can come by the words of our mouth upon situations and people. Prayer really starts with this thing here and it's called your mouth. Some of us are really good at using it at all sorts of different times, but, but at times when we come to, uh, to our prayer life, our praying, believing, and expecting, sometimes it kind of keeps shut for a while. Prayer is a powerful thing, so never underestimate the power of one prayer. Uh, this morning, this morning, come on, let's get into it this morning, the Bible is full of normal people just like you and me who prayed big prayers to God. They saw phenomenal things happen in their situations, in their lives. And, and maybe for some, if you're a, a church person or a Bible person, maybe you know some of those, but, but we're going to highlight a couple this morning, uh, just like this one from Joshua. Uh, and it's in your notes this morning, so you can follow along here. But, but if this was me, this prayer we're going to read out, if, if, if I was Joshua, he, he prayed for something that was in the logical thinking mind was just totally impossible. These guys uh, that we read about in the Word of God, were, were, they were normal people. I, I want us to get and understand that, that they were normal people, just like you and I. Uh, but they prayed some incredible things and they saw the power of God move and they saw situations change. Uh, before their eyes. So, so let, let's read from Joshua chapter 10, verse 12 to 15. It says this. It says, On the day the Lord gave the Israelites over uh, to the Amorites, Joshua prayed uh, to the Lord in front of all the people of Israel. He said, Let the sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Ajalon. Pretty bold prayer. I, I, if I'm honest, I probably would have never thought to even pray that one myself, but, but he, he did. And, and here's what happened. So the sun stood still, and the moon, moon stayed in place until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. The sun stayed in the middle of the sky, uh, and it did not set as on a normal day. There has never been a day like this one before or since when the Lord answered, Such a prayer. Surely the Lord fought for Israel that day, and Joshua and the Israelite army returned to their camp. Wow! The sun and the moon stood still. He prayed a prayer. He used this thing to pray a prayer, believing and trusting God. Maybe he was he was incredibly desperate. Or we don't. We, to picture, could you picture yourself standing there to, for somebody to pray something like that and to see it unfold within their, like in their eyes, to see it in their lifetime? I think, I believe that you and I, uh, we can be like Joshua. We can be like Joshua. We, we can pray a big prayers, and we can pray believing in our big God that he will do something. Because have, have you ever thought actually how big God is? Have you ever sat down and, and spent a few minutes thinking about that? Or or have you thought about what's the biggest thing that you could ask God for? If he's so big, well, maybe we, we, could, we could just keep rattling off all sorts of things to, make, to build them bigger and bigger and bigger. And you know what? I think God sits up there sometimes and think you think that's big? See, I've always wondered what what does it mean? What does it mean to pray big prayers, or, or what does it what does it mean to pray for, for bigger things or bigger situations? Do do I have to be do I have to be more passionate? Maybe jump around a bit, or or yell, or shake, or something like that to pray a big prayer? Do do I have to do those things? Do I do I uh, you know I've personally come to a, a bit of a conclusion really for, for myself that I, that I think God's not actually into size when it comes to prayer. I think he's just more interested in us communicating with him and praying to him. Because when he's so big, when we understand that he's so big, nothing is actually big to him. When you understand the, the size or the magnitude or how great or this creator of the whole world and the universe and everything in it, it is so large, how can we even pray a prayer that's kind of stumps him or gets some thinking, wow, how am I going to do that? I don't think we can we can ever do that to God. But but here's the thing: I think in each of the stories that I read, uh, there's a person in the middle of an impossible situation. There's a person and they simply pray to God, asking for a miracle to happen and, and get this. He answers, he responds, he listens. See, I, I think that, that we're all here in, in this building today and we, we're all the same. We, we all have things we're facing in situations where you just need a miracle. You can't work it out in your own mind or your own head. You, you, you need to know, uh, we need to know and understand how to pray big prayers. And chances are that there's people here today and, and you didn't really plan to be in your current financial situation. It wasn't the plan that you had in place or maybe you're here and you don't don't even know God. You actually don't want to really be here today. I'm so glad that you are here. Maybe you're you're here today and you just need need the the presence of God to just comfort you in a situation as you're you're thinking and talking about it uh, with others. Perhaps you weren't expecting to hear the diagnosis that the doctor gave you last week. See, as a church, as a church, we have a big big year ahead of us and with those new facilities and, and, and coming on board and, and I'm believing for hundreds more people to come to know the Lord, not just to be church attenders. I'm believing for hundreds to be radically saved and transformed and turn around that will go out and influence a city and a, and a district and a nation. And, 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 and you know, that what the people will find, they will stand up and they will know God and they'll, they'll, they'll find freedom and who He's asked them to be. They'll discover their purpose and become strong people who follow Jesus Christ with everything they can, making a difference and in influencing their community and and so we need a miracle. We need a miracle and with our application for our, for our school, church. We need, we need some breakthroughs with all of those kind of things. It's going to be a big year as a nation. As a nation, I don't know about you, but every time I, I watch the news or I see what's going on, there's these crazy, crazy new laws coming out. That affect in all areas of society around what marriage looks like, gender issues and sexuality, all those things. Even, even around the poverty that we have in our, in our country and the homelessness. And, and I just kind of got to come back and think, God, we're going to learn to pray some big prayers because we need to move a God to help us in our, in our country, in our situations, in our towns. Uh, because there's so much stuff that is going around that it can cause us to shrink back and hide away. I don't know about you, but God hasn't called you or I to shrink back and, and hide away, like put a lid over a light. He's not called us to do that, but he's called us to be salt and Light in our world and our community, we need a move of God. See see, I think we're all the same and and I want to tell you this morning that come on, let's never underestimate the power of prayer so let's look at prayer Let, let's let's take a story of in mark chapter 10 this morning because it's a big one for us as we see God move in our city and in your life and in your family and, and mark chapter 10 verse 46 to 52 we're going to pull a couple of things out of here. And, and so let's read. It said, Then they reached Jericho, uh, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large group followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road. And when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Uh, be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him, but but he shouted all the louder. He said, "Son of David, have mercy on me!" And when Jesus heard him, he stopped and he said to tell him to come here. So they called the blind man, "Cheer up!" They said, "Come on, he's calling you." Bartimaeus threw aside his coat. He jumped up. He came to Jesus. What do you want to do? Me to do for you? Jesus asked him. He said, "My Rabbi," the blind man said, "I want to see." And Jesus said to him, go for your faith has healed you. And instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. See, Bartimaeus, he, he had heard of Jesus. The, the stories going around uh, about what, who Jesus was and is and, and what he'd done. And, and he'd heard that Jesus was a guy that prayed for people and, and they were healed. he he'd, he'd heard about people that Jesus had raised uh, from the dead. Bartimaeus understood that Jesus just wasn't a a man or a normal man. He was actually a Messiah. And and he called out, that's why he called out Jesus, son of David, because he understood the scripture that said that that the Messiah would come from David's bloodline. And and Bartimaeus, he really really understood clearly who Jesus was. and I think that's the first thought this morning is, is to when we pray, if we want to pray big and, and when we try to pray big prayers, that we understand firstly who Jesus is. If I was to ask you that question right now and this morning, and if you were to write something down on your notes there, if I was to ask you, who do you believe Jesus really is, what would you say? What would you write down on the notes today? And I'm going to help you. How can I tell you today that, that Jesus is a healer? he's a saviour, he's a baptizer, and he's a coming, coming king. The other thing that Bartimaeus did that that caught my attention was that he threw off his coat. And and with this, it may sound really simple, but he was really making a statement there. Everything that had weighed him down, the thing that represents who he was, he he said, I'm leaving behind, I'm going to take it off and drop it down right now. And we also need to understand that, that we need to throw off everything that weighs us down. Picture, picture Bartimaeus. He, he's a blind beggar, and, and I don't know if, we, if you really understand what that means, but, but he doesn't get any money from anywhere else for anything, for food or for, for housing or for any of his needs, apart from holding maybe a little tin cup out and hoping that people will drop some coins into, as they pass by him. His coat was his shelter. His coat kept him warm or it kept him dry, and it, it was the shade and the heat of the day, and, and and when people threw money at him, obviously he couldn't see that, so it would kind of uh, for him it would get dropped into maybe his, in his coat, and and he would kind of get it from there. It, it covered his knees, so he wouldn't get sunburn or from the weather. His coat kept him alive because of his disability. But Bartimaeus, he was he was making a bold declaration here by throwing this coat away, because he was saying that he would no longer need it. Remember, he hadn't been healed just then. He he was saying, I'm going to leave it behind because uh, Jesus is here right now. I believe in who he really is and believing that today is my day. The day that I've been looking for, the day I've been longing for is finally here. Uh, It's come and I'm going to leave it all behind. The things that defined me the things that say who I was back then with my disability and, and everything, the pain and the shame and the, and the loneliness was there. I'm, I'm gonna take this, Jesus, you're here. I'm gonna leave it behind and I'm gonna step in to what you've got for me right now, believing, expecting, anticipating that he was gonna do something. Amen. Come on, let, at the start of this year, we're nearly into, uh, we're into March and we're heading through March. Come on, can I say right now, if there's things that you need to throw off, why don't you do it today? do it today, come for prayer from our ministry team afterwards because there's things that need to be left in 2018 uh, and things that you need to pick up and, and move on and step into in 2019. Let's understand who Jesus really, really is and how big he is, how the God of heaven and the God of the universe, how big he is and what he entrusts into you and to I. Let's take a step up this year and believe and trust that God is doing stuff in our lives and in our world. Here's the second question. What is weighing you down? You can write some stuff down during the week or even right now. What is it weighing you down? And maybe those things are popping into your mind right now. Maybe your your close friend or your wife is digging you in the ribs right now, husbands, and saying, you need to write this down. And and here's your list. Write those down. Maybe it's anger. Maybe your your frustration is just getting too much for you. Maybe Maybe it's pride. I can do it myself. Whatever it is, come on. Come on, let's step into this year what God's got for you. Weight to throw our weight aside and to leave it behind. To pray, to pray a big prayer. We need to throw off these weights and to know who Jesus really is. Three really quick fire points here this morning, and to pray big is to be persistent. Be persistent. Something I love about the story of Bartimaeus is that he didn't he didn't be quiet. Uh, when he was told to be quiet and, and, and to, to not say anything, he just yelled all the louder. He got pretty passionate and, and pretty excited about who was passing by and that this was his day, this was his, his time. He, he persisted. He didn't give up. And, and I wonder at times when, uh, as he would sit down and as he would wait for people to give him money through those many years or days, that going there and thinking, is this my day? Is something going to differ and going to happen for me? Uh, he, he kept going, he kept going and when Jesus was there, he wasn't going to let him get past without being, uh, having his attention upon him. His his persistence got Jesus' attention. and I, I can remember when we first shifted to Auckland, if you, if you know Auckland or uh, well, around this way, it's not cheap to buy a house and it's pretty difficult at times and and Denise is, a, Denise is an incredible faith girl, I reckon, really, <laughs> really faith. And we went to the bank and, and said, Come on, we want to buy a house here. And, and, and could you lend us some money? The first one said, No. And I said, What's going on there? The second one said, No. I said, Oh, we're going to have to not do it, you know, buy a house anymore. The third one, said no, and, and it was like, oh great, why do we come here if we can't get a house and survive and live, And which I know is really, really difficult, And but we had some of our friends, and, and they kept saying, no, keep trying, uh, keep trying, try a, another door, keep, op- keep trying to open doors and see what God will do, and, and I think it was actually about our fifth attempt uh, that we actually got to a bank, and and they actually come back and said, we were just like, I oh, wasn't very hopeful, and Denise is full of faith and going for it, and and they come back and said yes. Persistence. Persist through what you're facing right now. Trust God and believe what he's doing. Uh, persistent. Bill Bradley says this, ambition is the path to success, but persistence is the vehicle you arrive in. Romans 12, 12 says, be joyful in hope and patient in trouble and persistent in your prayers. Come on, the second thing is this, to pray big is to be specific. Bartimaeus is blind. Everybody knows he's blind. Everybody knows he's blind. The only thing that would make it more obvious if he was blind, if he had maybe like a guide dog sitting beside him or wearing dark glasses, but he was blind. Everybody knew he was blind, and Jesus comes along and knows he's blind, but yet he asks this question, so what do you want me to do for you? And sometimes it kind of doesn't make sense unless you see through eyes of faith. Jesus is really saying, you know, maybe there could have been a multitude of things he could have asked for, but the big thing for Bartimaeus was he wanted to see. And so Jesus comes to him and says, what do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus just said, I want to see. He left things behind. And, and, and see, many people pray these prayers like this, like, Lord, Lord, we pray for world peace. We just bring peace over every the world, and and Lord God, will you bless the missionaries? Just watch over them and give them food to eat and somewhere safe to stay. And but bless the world, Lord, give the world peace. I pray. Sometimes, sometimes we can pray prayers like that, and, and if you pray prayers like that, that's that's great. But I, I want to kind of point a couple of things today that that from this story we can see that Jesus is really saying. So be a little bit more specific. What, what, what do you really need? What do you really, really want me, that's Jesus, to do for you? <laughs> I, I learned this through, through my wife, Denise, is absolutely amazing. And, and a few years ago, we, we had, uh, our kids were young, and we, we want, really wanted a people mover, you know, one of those seven-seaters. And, and, and Denise was praying for a seven-seater, one of those van things, and I was praying for a V8 because I thought that would be better. But um, and, and but I wasn't fussy. I wasn't fussy for like a Ford or a Holden, probably more of a Ford than a Holden because Holden's, God loves Fords, but either one would have been fine for me, but but Denise was praying specifically for a seven seater so we could fit all our children and have a guess what we got, a Honda Odyssey silver seven seater, have a guess what I got. Nothing. That's right. I'm still waiting. We, we called this car our Jesus bus because it come to us for free. But I totally believe it was because Denise had placed on her heart and was specific about what she was needing, what she was wanting. I just wanted to say, how much would that change your prayer life, my prayer life, if we were to be more specific with what we're feeling God is asking us to do? James 4.2 says, we have not because we... Ask not, Matthew seven eleven. God is a good father and wants to give good gifts to his children to those who ask. Come on, let's learn to be pray big this year, this week, this day is to be specific and to be persistent. Band, if you guys want to come up, that'd be great. To pray big, the third thing is this: is to take the opportunities. See, Jesus is on his way. He's going somewhere. He's on his way out of Jericho, and he's leaving. He's on getting on the road and. But then this opportunity arises, and, and instead of just carrying on his, his way and passing by because it was, you know, there was a big crowd there, we've got somewhere to go, we've got things to do, and, and Jesus stops. He stops and he takes, his, he just pauses for a few moments uh, to pray for this man, to, to speak to this man, to, uh, and in, that, in those moments, uh, sees a miracle happen. Honest moment here. Honest moment. Because of the pace that you and I live at, if we're if we're really honest, there's probably many times where we see these kind of situations or people in need or people hurt and or or people that are lonely as inconvenient moments. We we see them as as like this, stuff, like I've got to do this, I've got to get here, I've, I'm late for this, I'm late for that, and, and we and we can just so easily swing past. I think like miracle moments. Miracle moments. Can I? Uh, the, uh, if uh, here's an honest moment for me. I, I, I love my rugby. Watching my rugby, but not last night. But we um we when I, when I love watching rugby, I, I get my get my chocolate, get my licorice, and I sit down and, and, and just about ready to watch the game. And and, and and you know then there'll be this little request will come from somewhere in my house. That that goes, oh the dog needs walking, or. What about doing some vacuuming or washing the dishes and, 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 or, the, or the internet goes down and, and it starts buffering. It's like there's an inconvenient request right at the moment where I don't need any requests. But me, because I'm, I'm a Christian, I, I will normally say my immediate response is, yes, my queen, I oh love of my life. Whatever your wishes, my command, I will do for you. Unfortunately, that's made up and not true at the moment. But I am working on it. But here's the thing. We're all the same in this. And so often as we're going somewhere, we're busy, and, and someone else is just in need. And, and can I encourage us, what, what would happen this week in your work, in your, your home, in your situations, wherever you're going, if you were to just take those moments, to take the opportunities that, that I believe God is going to place more and more upon our, uh, in our situations in your days and wherever you are, He's going to place uh, these opportunities and they, they may feel or seem like that inconvenient, but the opportunities for Him to use you to make a difference in someone else's life. Praying big is taking those opportunities. A big God with big prayers He's placed it inside of you and inside of me. But we have to be specific. We need to be persistent. And we need to take every opportunity that comes our way. Come on, why don't we close our eyes right now, right where you are. And maybe you've never never prayed a prayer like, like Joshua did with about the sun and the moon. But I'm sure that there's, there's heartfelt prayers that you that you're carrying in your heart, like, like that seemed big, uh, that you're, you're desperately needing God to do something or change something. And see, what would happen this week, right now, as, as, as you reflect on the, on the week past or the week that's coming up, what, what would your week look like if, if you took some of those opportunities, if, if you stepped out and, and, and found a time and a place every day of the week to pray to the God of the universe and of the heaven praying, asking for to see miracles happen in your life I, I tell you what will happen he will listen and he will respond and maybe you're here today and and, and, and you've you need to take the first step and the first step of knowing God and Maybe you might say that you've tried it all, you've tried things and they haven't worked out or you've been successful and and, and things have gone really well for you, but there's still just something missing. Can I say if you're the, the best person on the planet, without Jesus, you're still separated from God. It's a thing that separates us, is called sin. The, the stuff that we try to do ourselves without God. And, and this morning, I, I just wanna really quickly just invite you, if, you, if you're here, you, you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior because He's got a plan and a purpose for you. If you've never ever prayed that prayer, why don't you just pray silently in your heart after me? Just pray this, pray, pray, God, today, I surrender my life to you. I know I've sinned. But I believe, Jesus, you died for me. I turn from my old life and I turn to you. God, will you come in and be the Lord of my life today? Make me brand new. Lord, I choose this day to live my life for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, church, can we give a big round of applause, make some noise for every person that prayed that prayer today? If that's you today, so good, so good. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, this is what I want you to do this morning. And you'll see in the seat in front of you, there's a connect card and, and, and we're not gonna stalk you. We're not gonna come and visit you, or, but we would love to be able to help you on this journey. So, so what I want you to do is to quickly fill your name and number on that card. Take that, I just uh, uh, accepted Jesus as my Lord today and pop it in the offering bucket coming around shortly because we would love to be able to connect for you. Uh, with you this week. Church, come on. Father, we thank you for your goodness, for your mercy and your grace. Lord, we thank you that you're a big God, Father, and you're wanting to teach us how to pray big prayers for you, oh God. Lord, to see our cities changed, our nation turned around, in Jesus' precious and mighty name. Come on, everyone, Said, amen, amen. That's an awesome message, wasn't it? Why don't we give Daryl a round of applause for that? So good.